If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast and live broadcast of The Self-Sewn Wardrobe with Mallory Donahue, and that's me. I am your host, and uh, I look forward to saying hello to everybody who's joining via Facebook. So if you are listening to this via podcast, remember that you can join our Facebook group, and it's a fabulous good time. We've got a lot of members, a lot of very helpful people. Um, and then just FYI, in today's live broadcast, I'm going to maybe be adjusting my camera a little bit. for it. So for those of you um, who might get a little motion sick, just a little heads up there because I may want to zoom in here on the serger. So hi, Betsy and Lauren, and hello to Janet and Hillary. Good to see you all. Uh, so today I'm going to be talking about the two-thread flat lock, uh, which is a, a kind of an exciting stitch. It's one that I've not used a lot before, but I'm uh, using it a lot lately now that we are making underwear and leggings quite a bit. So <clears throat> hello, Mary and Beverly. Hey, you <laughs> Beverly, it's good to see you. And I just want to remind everyone that we have uh, a very special sponsor this week, and that it is My Body Model. So if you ever wished that you could actually sketch your clothing designs onto a body model that is your shape, then you might be interested in backing this Kickstarter for a web app. So um, <clears throat> we've teamed up with My Body Model to... Uh, to give you all an opportunity uh, for a fun giveaway. Remember the web app, the My Body Model web app is not like, a, it doesn't exist yet, okay? They're kickstarting, um, they, their goal I think is $20,000 and actually there's an institution that will match the everything they've kickstarted up to $25,000 to create this web app and if you go to the kickstarter page you will see all of the experts that they've hired so you're going to be able to plug in your measurements and then you're going to get um <laughs> you're going to get uh a croquis that is based on your measurements so that you can visualize clothing there uh on on your on your body model, on my body model. So stay tuned. I'm going to give you a link to go to. And uh, the special offer that they're giving is uh, you just have to give your email address. So that's kind of fun. It's a fun thing to do. Mary asked if I am... Um, if my shirt is rayon spandex, and no, I think it's like a... actually like a swim wear fabric. It's like a nylon spandex, and it's kind of tight on me. I'm really changing shape quite quickly uh, right now during this point in my pregnancy, and <laughs> kind of annoyed at making tops at the moment. The leggings, my leggings all fit really nicely, but my tops, it's like, I'm just bothered by the way they fit. I just want to wear tents all the time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, even my lovely crop tops sometimes are making me angry. Okay, well, I want to talk to you all uh, about the flat lock right now because this is our month of making undies or underwear or, or knickers or whatever you want to call them, okay? That is up to you. You will not be judged, even if you want to call them panties, which there's been a lot of discussion about 
the word panties in the um, in the group and what that word means to some people and how it means different things to different people. And uh, anyway, um, I haven't given my complete thoughts on the word panties yet. But maybe I will do that. So, hey, Michelle, how you doing? And a lot of you who are joining in with me today, I just also want to say thank you because a lot of you have given uh, to our Patreon, and I really appreciate that. So uh, we have a, if you don't know what a Patreon is, uh, I'll explain it probably sometime later in the week, but uh, you can make a monthly contribution to support the Facebook group. So if you've gotten something useful out of this community, um and you enjoy our live broadcasts, and you enjoy all the the fun things that go on, you can support all the, um, you know, the time we spend in here by giving to the Patreon. And there's some cool perks, too. Okay, so right now, my machine, I'm on a Baby Lock Enlighten. Okay, this is a, this is an overlock, an overlocker or a serger, okay? It, it can have up to four threads in it, okay? Um, so it only does serger stitches. This is not a combination serger and cover stitch machine. And right now it's set up for a three thread overlock narrow, which if any of you know us, you know that we love that stitch so very much, okay? We really enjoy using the three thread overlock narrow to make leggings, to make lots of knitwear you know, that's what we seam together our t-shirts with. Uh, what else? So any anything knit, you don't really need to be using a four-thread overlock. And you know what's funny is we're planning um, a few videos. We're actually going to be filming again later this week, and we were planning out videos. And Mom brought out all this old serger literature she has. I mean, I should take some pictures because they look like historical documents. They're pamphlets from when, from like before she owned a sewing store. They're, they're 20 years old. They're they're 30 years old, et cetera, et cetera, before self-threading sergers came out. And, you know, we were kind of like, well, I wonder what they say about the three-thread because we've just been, that's what we use, you know, and that's the advice we've been giving. And, yeah, they say the same thing. The three-thread allows for the greatest amount of stretch uh, in a seam on your knit, and it is, uh, it's unnecessary to have that fourth thread, that second needle thread, and it can sometimes pop, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, we felt a little, a little bit more justified, okay, uh, that, um, that the, you know, that that was recommended. And, oh, Mary, what's Mary say? My serger came threaded and the left needle wasn't threaded. So I thought it was wrong, LOL, and my seams kept popping. Yeah, that's, I think that people default to the fourth thread because a lot of times their, um, their machines will come threaded that way. Or if you go and you get your machine serviced, on some sergers, people, uh, technicians will leave them threaded for you. Uh, that's not really necessary on the baby lock automatic threaders, but anyway. Okay, so I'm, I want to get going to the sewing part here. So I'm just cutting all of my threads. Right now, I'm using Maxi Lock Stretch Thread. We really like this thread. Uh, it, we've been using it a lot lately. It's great for knits. It's great for active wear. It's great for leggings. I've been enjoying it for undies, and I'm just going to sew out. So I do not, okay, I do not tie on with my baby lock serger, okay? Oh, and Melissa says, I always used a four thread because that's what I see and that's what I was seeing and ready to wear. Look a little closer. You might see some three threads too. Um, and we had a member of this group who was talking about how she like specs out, uh, you know, um, what do I want to say, construction techniques for manufacturers. And it, she's like, no, you don't need all those threads, especially for knits. The four thread has its place. I, I don't. 
I want to be clear about that. And we've recorded a podcast about different serger stitches and what they can be used for. But just so you know, you, the, the three thread is very valid. Um, I'm going to be seaming together a pair of black underwear this morning. And so I've got some, I think I'm going to use the blue and the purple. So this is moving on from three thread overlock narrow. Now we're using even fewer threads and this is called a two thread flat lock. And this has been working really nicely, okay? Uh, for underwear in particular, okay? I, uh, I've really been liking it. Obviously, ladies and gentlemen, if you just have a sewing machine, you're only using two threads, right? A top thread and a bobbin thread. So don't be afraid of not using all four threads on your serger. It's okay. It's, it's, it, it can be done properly, okay? All right. So most of the time on your serger at home, or if you have a baby lock or not, okay, Either way, you've got these slots up here for your threads to go through. And going from left to right, it will often, most often, be left needle, right needle, upper looper, lower looper, okay? That's the, that is where the threads that you wish to use will go. Now, your serger may have a threading order. And if it does, it's very important to follow that. Your serger also might have tension knobs. So this machine I'm on right now has no tension knobs and no threading order. So don't be put off by that. The reason I bring this up is because for most of our stitches, for our four thread, for our three thread, we're really used to sort of defaulting to which threads go into which slots on the machine, which thread guides. And on the two thread flat lock, whether it's wide or narrow, you are going to break the rules a little bit. So keep that in mind. And this is shown where you can find this information, baby lock owners in particular, is on this quick reference threading guide. And I'm just going to hold it up like to the camera. And those of you without baby locks, you have something like this in your owner's manual. You have, you have some sort of diagram, okay? But let's take a look at the three thread flat lock narrow. I'm just going to get a little closer to the camera here. Did I say three thread? I meant two thread. Two thread flat lock narrow. There's a three thread flat lock. Okay, where are we? Two thread flat lock narrow. There we go. Oh, this is a little hard to see. But you can see if you look closely and if you look on this, if you have this at home, that the yellow thread there that's going to go in the needle, it actually goes through the upper looper tension disc on this machine. This may not be the case if you don't have a baby lock, okay? So, like I said, if, um, the reason I'm bringing that up is because if you do have a baby lock, like if you have a, if you have an Eclipse or an Imagine or an Enlighten or an Imagine Wave or an Evolve or da-da-da, it's all the same. This, this type of threading is all the same. If you don't, just follow the directions in your owner's manual, okay? And um, I'm just going to go ahead and thread up for that two thread flat lock narrow. And then a few of you have been having issues using a needle threader with the stretch thread. So I'll show you how I do that. So what I did, I opened my covers and I switched the switch here from surging to threading. Okay, and I raise my presser foot. We always thread with our presser foot up. If that's new information to you, um, you should go listen to the first episode of Sewing Out Loud. It is our very first episode. Thread with your presser foot up. Whoop! I just snagged 
my thread on my, I, I don't know if you saw my nails when I was really close up to the camera, but they're kind of a wreck. Okay, so I'm going through the, actually the upper looper tension disc and straight to my needle, okay? And I'm gonna switch the needle threader over to the right position. Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a, um, if you have uh, an Enlighten, you keep your machine in the threading mode to thread the needle. If you have an Imagine, a lot of people were asking about this, you actually need to adjust the hand wheel. There's two little green marks on there and you need to line those up in order for your needle threader to be in the proper position. Okay, so I bring my needle threader down around my needle. And then what I do is I really stretch that thread. Because this is stretchy thread, I stretch it tight and then I release out the back, and that can help you to avoid any thread splitting because what happens with a needle threader is there's actually a bayonet that goes through the eye of your needle to catch the thread, and with normal thread, or like normal sewing thread, or with normal serger thread, this isn't a huge deal, but the stretchy thread is made up of fibers that like kind of pass by one another, it sort of looks like it splits easily, you know? So it's a different type of thread. So keep that in mind and you kind of have to stretch that so that it looks like one thread instead of many fibers together. So the threading of the needle wasn't too much different than normal threading, except I am in a different tension disc. So baby lock people in particular, just keep a look out there because it will it won't work if you do it the other way. <laughs> okay, and now um, I thread, so I thread my uh, right needle, that's what I threaded, and now I'm threading my lower looper. And once again, sometimes with specialty threads, like stretch thread or woolly nylon or pearl cotton or something like that, Sometimes I'm having a good day and it'll just, whoop, oh, I'm having a good day. It blew right through. So that's how long it took me to thread my looper on my baby lock serger. In case you're like, why are baby locks so expensive and, and why do I need one? Well, it can save you time. I mean, you don't have to have one, but it can definitely save you a lot of time. Okay, the third thing <laughs> that is very, very, very important about the two thread flat lock is that you engage the subsidiary looper. And I'm not going to be able to get a super detailed close-up of how exactly this works. Um, that's We've got a video list. We are planning. We are making the very nice videos, okay? Um, but what this does is it closes off the upper looper. And it doesn't it allows your machine to use two threads instead of three. So instead of wrapping around the edge of the fabric and using the upper looper thread to do that, it allows just the needle and the lower looper thread to do that. So just keep that in mind, and that is something you need to engage for this stitch. Once again, they call it the subsidiary looper. And then remember to disengage it when you want to use your upper looper again, because your upper looper is currently blocked off, okay? So this is a stitch that you're going to find on almost every serger. It's called the two thread flat lock. So just remember that. And um, while I showed you the threading on here, it may be a little different on your machine. Okay, so I'm gonna close up my machine because it has a safety feature where it won't sew when the, uh, 
when the cover's open. I like to put my needle thread behind my foot, so that's what I'm doing at the moment. Okay. My foot is still up, everyone, <laughs> including myself, okay? All right, and now the other weird thing about seaming with a two-thread flat lock, or I think any, any flat lock stitch, is that you put your fabrics together, okay, to sew them, wrong sides together most of the time. So let me talk to you about what that means. And I know I'm using a solid color. I'm using a black double brush poly. This is like what you'll be getting in your sew here box or if you've ever bought this from like LA Finch Fabrics or anything. And the reason I'm using this is because I wanted to show how the threads react. But I know that it's a little confusing because there's no like wrong or right side that's very evident on film. Okay, so I've got my wrong sides together versus my right sides. Okay, so remember that. And I'm going to turn the machine toward me just because that's how I'm successful and I don't want to mess this up. Oh, I'm going to double check my settings, right? Two thread flat lock narrow with this 3.5 length, 3 to 3.5. Honestly, uh, on my length for this stitch, when I'm doing a panty out of this really stretchy fabric, I just like to put it at a 4. I just use the longest stitch possible. Length is a place where you can sort of define your settings a little more. Oop. Got a little tuck there. It's always harder to do this on camera. Okay. And we keep it going. So, I'm just sewing like normal. Right, and now I'm going to get closer. Whoop. My microphone doesn't like it when I move it. I'm going to get closer to the camera here. Okay, so I'm sewing like normal, and this is what the stitch looked like when I was passing it through the machine. That's the front. So this is my, this is actually, to be confusing to people who are new to serging, this is actually the lower looper thread, this purple thread, and then this is my needle thread. This is my blue thread, and it's actually kind of an odd-looking stitch right now. And what you do is you then... So right now, it's a little bit of a 3D seam. It sort of looks like a three-thread overlock, right? But now I'm going to pull it apart like this, and this is where it becomes the flat lock, okay? So this... <laughs> I must admit that I really like this finish on undies. Like, I like the seaming and the finishing and everything. But <laughs> you do have to pull this apart after every seam. And it's sort of like, oh, this is... I mean, when you three-thread narrow, you, you sew and you're done, okay? So what I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm pulling this apart. And this is what the back looks like. It looks like a ladder stitch, okay? Okay? And the front of the seam, or what I call the front, it looks like some of the finish that you see on Ready to Wear, okay? And what this does is, if I kind of hold the seam up um, like so, it's flat. There is no flange. Carl was asking about this. Carl's um, 
Carl's a cool sewer. He pops in the group every once in a while and is making something neat. And he has good questions. And uh, so he was like, how do I, I don't want flappy bits in my pants. <laughs> you know, and that was a funny sentence. Okay, so uh, if you don't want flappy bits, then a flat lock or some, tine, some kind of flat seam is good. And so that's what this is here. And I'll try to get a better picture of it. I don't know if this is showing up super great via camera. Um, but, okay, let's talk about how stretchy this is. Really, like, your, your underwear shouldn't stretch this much on your body, okay? Like, that's not what we want, okay? Um, and <laughs> it stretches this way, too, okay? I have not, I must admit, that, um, I have not had the time yet to try this on a pair of leggings, but... I want to, and I think it would be a-okay. It would be very flat, very low profile, and a way to, like, oh, what do I want to say? Um, a way to show off, show off thread. Like, it, this could be an accent, okay, uh, to, to your fabrics. So you could, you could do that. Uh, Amy says, are the seam allowances the same, or do they need to be adjusted? Um, they are, they're slightly different. I hate to, this is, I'm being, a, I'm maybe being like a really bad, imprecise teacher here. But with most of your knit garments, it's really not going to matter that much, okay? Uh, like it's the the difference is is minuscule. The the fabrics are still cut the same, okay. And then your needle thread lands the same, and then they kind of flatten out a little bit. But remember when I told you uh, what my width was on my stitch? My width is three point five millimeters, okay. So uh, the width of my stitch is actually three point five millimeters. Now I, I cut some off, okay. So then like around your leggings. Okay, I've got, got a front and a back seam. So your total there would be like seven millimeters. <laughs> so not even the centimeter extra of fabric would you get. So I honestly, I just wouldn't even really worry about it. Now, there is also, I remember I, I talked about uh, showing off threads. And then Kate said rainbow. And yeah, you can you can put rainbow thread in here. You can do whatever you want. Uh you can there is a two thread flat lock wide that can show off more of the thread if you wish as well and so just do a test see what you like the two thread flat lock wide though while it will show more thread on this like looper side it will also give you a little bit of a wider ladder now i don't think it'll be so wide that you're going to like catch anything on it and especially when we're using this with knits it stays very close to the fabric it's still an awesome construction technique so let me do my other seam here real quick uh you all can keep popping questions up on screen and yeah no i <laughs> you all weren't commenting there for a little bit but then i pulled it apart and i did get some like that's magic and i'm like okay good yep people are understanding because it, it i mean i've been using the serger for a long time and i still think it's magic uh the one thing, though, you do need to remember, everyone, stitchers, is wrong sides together. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I have to think about it every time because you're so used to putting right sides together to sew a seam, right, everybody? Um, so just, just keep that in mind while you're sewing. Getting a little 
happening. Oh, well. Um, is this stitch good for all seaming? I don't know if I'd use it for everything, okay? One thing that it's not good for... dot 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 is for more than two layers of fabric okay so uh yeah and mary says will you post close-up pics of the scene when you're done yeah i think i can shine the lights here and get a little better picture of the seam but once again i've got a flange here okay after i sewed my seam flangey flangey okay it's a flappy bit all right oh i missed a little bit ha huh. um and then when you open it up it is flat Okay, no flangey flange. And yeah, I'll post close-ups, don't you worry. Okay, so I just need to take a little sponsor break here and remind everyone that there is an awesome Kickstarter going on that really matches up with our ideas of body positivity here in the group. And you know, we talk about body positivity, but I think what we really mean by that is sort of like body honesty or body truthfulness. Like if you can start with your body, then you can find the clothing that you are going to be happy with on it, and it can be anything, okay? Uh, so there is a design, a design tool that's starting, um, that's kickstarting right now, and it is called My Body Model, and it was started by a sewist who wanted to see what a finished garment would look like on her body before she went through all the work of sewing it. Uh, she wanted to sketch her sewing ideas, but she couldn't find any sketching templates that looked like her. Amen. Sketching templates out there. Uh, I, I found obviously the very tall skinny ones. Okay. Um, and then I've also found some ones that are like, hello, this is a plus size, you know, they'll call it like a curvy sewing template or something like that. And I am just like, so I'm, I feel like I'm kind of like average, like I'm not super tall. I'm not super short. I don't have a very big bust. I don't have a very big waist to hip ratio. Um, I'm not what I call like a plus size person necessarily when that term is used and how clothing is designed uh, for people um, who are plus size. And I find it hard to find like some, this like average sketch templates. So that's what this is for. So uh, Erica um, tried to make her own body sketches by tracing over photographs and she got an idea and that's kind of what I was trying to do too. And then she decided to make an app where you can enter your measurements and instantly get a beautiful croquis, which is an outline sketch of your body. So she's doing a Kickstarter right now to make it happen and she's more than halfway to reaching her goal. I think they're at 60% right now. Uh, My Body Model is offering an exclusive giveaway for our viewers and listeners. So we have access to an exclusive giveaway, self-sewn wardrobers, okay? You go to sewhere.com <clears throat> slash mybodymodel and you sign up for the email list there. So you sign up for that email list. You don't have to contribute to the Kickstarter and you will be entered to win the chance to get your body, your body model made. I think like a download of one or two croquis. Um, 
And when you do sign up, you'll also immediately get some free PDF coloring pages uh, from my body model and uh, and get that, you know, chance to win a free croquis made to your measurements. And I will do the giveaway live here in the Facebook group. Now, that probably won't be for a few months uh, because the Kickstarter needs to get funded and then they will build the web app and then I will run the giveaway here in the group. So I think that's really exciting. So go to SoHere.com slash MyBody. Body model, and you sign up for the email newsletter, and then you can also contribute to the Kickstarter if you wish. And we believe that since I posted this post last night about the Kickstarter, that uh, quite a few of you have contributed. So thank you to everyone who has contributed. And if you want to tell us if you contributed, I'd love to know. So yeah. All right. Well, back to our two thread flatlock discussion. All right. So I've got two side seams of my panties done. It's my maternity panties, if you're wondering, like, why are those panties so very, very tall? Um, <clears throat> that's why. All right. The place where I'm actually not um, very keen on using the two-thread flat lock is when there's more than two layers of fabric. Okay, so when there's three layers of fabric... This seam, it'll it'll lay flat. You know, you can work on it and everything, but it doesn't quite lay quite as flat as I'd like it to. I think I'd just prefer the three-thread overlock. Like, or I wouldn't go through the trouble of maybe, like, changing out my machine or something like that. But I am going to do it here real quick. Okay, so someone was asking about panty or uh, underwear uh, gusset instruction and the order in which you do that so that the gusset, uh, so that that seam is enclosed for you. Well, don't pay attention right now because <laughs> it is different for the two thread flat lock. And actually it doesn't quite matter as much because you do, you get the seam uh, on, you know, you get the ladder stitching on the inside and then you want that, I or that, that's what I want. I want the ladder stitching on the inside, and I want that smooth seam on the outside. So anyway, don't let me confuse you here uh, with the gusset construction. In fact, I'm kind of tempted not even to tell you <laughs> the order in which I'm doing this, uh, because it is different from what you will generally use. Now, I really would like to do a video this week, and this might be tomorrow's video, or uh, one of the videos, uh, one of the techniques to discuss. When you put together the crotch uh, gusset on a pair of underwear, oftentimes you're surging together disparate curves, okay? And that can be difficult for someone who is not used to showing the fabric who's boss on the serger. So you are sewing together like two I, this is how I view them, two convex curves and one concave curve. And you're like, oh man, how do I get this to work? Okay. So, um, I, I'm not going to show that right away right now, but I know there are some good tutorials online. My tip would be, uh, without being able to show you close up with the camera at the moment, start off by making all three layers even. Okay, so like your fabrics will be rotated and not matched up, you know, past like a quarter inch. So your first quarter inch of your seam, all three of your layers are, uh, are together and they are not, um, 
they're not matching up the rest of the way. But for that first like quarter inch, everything's matched up. Okay, so I'm gonna find my foot pedal. Oop, that's always a fun challenge during live broadcast, and I scoot my chair around. Okay, there we go. Oh, am I doing this wrong? <laughs> we'll see. Mm -mm. Here, I'll just show you all. Um, I'll just sew this together. I, I think I might actually not be doing this the way I want to. Oh, well. Okay, so after I get my needle and my fabric a little bit, like in that first quarter inch of the seam, then I take the rest of my layers of my fabric, and you actually, you can see this okay, and I just, just line them up, guys, okay? It's stretchy fabric. Get those raw edges together. Don't pay attention to what's happening, you know, elsewhere. Line up those raw edges. Yeah, I think I did do this backwards. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, you can do it either way, but this this is not, uh, I, I think I'd want the seam on the outside. I'd want my loopers to be on the outside. Okay, we get to the end, and yet you're stretching it a little bit. And if you have a serger that's properly calibrated, um, and where the tensions are on and everything, you should be able to stretch your knits through a little bit and not, like, get a totally screwed up seam. Yeah, so... I think I'd actually like this the other way. I've got the ladder stitches on the outside. This isn't really like wrong though. I mean, uh, it's not it's not gonna hurt anything, okay? So now I've got three layers. I'm gonna get a little closer to the camera again. So remember, you get like a flangey, you know, stitch, like a three thread overlock, and then you pull to flatten. And I'm getting the nice ladder stitch on the outside, which is actually, I think I would have preferred to have the, the looper stitch on the outside, the, the purple loopy thread. Um, and then on the inside here, ha ha ha, I've got the looper thread and it's flat, but since there are three layers, it's just a little bit more... To deal with it's a little bit more to turn and to flatten out and it does it gets fairly flat like I said I'd really recommend that you test this at home I don't really have a problem with this uh, stitch here but it is it's just not quite as easy when you only have two um, it's not quite as easy as when you only have two layers of fabric okay so having the three layers is okay uh, but don't expect it to lay quite as flat. There's just more bulk in there, right, everybody? And that's okay, um, but it's just the reality. So since there's more bulk in there, and I've tried this with the three thread overlock wide as well. It was like, oh, maybe the wide will accommodate uh, the three layers of fabric a little bit more. And you know, when you make it wide, there's just more fabric in there anyway. I also tried to kind of offset my seam a little bit uh, and stitch away from the blade, but that just, I don't know. It wasn't really worth it to me. It didn't. It didn't make it that much flatter uh, for me. But if I if I find a way that it's just super wonderful and great, I'll let y'all know. Um, but yeah, just keep that in mind. Now it's still very stable. So here are my underwear with the two and my my crotch gussets just gonna be flapping around. <laughs> So here are my underwear like this, and then on the back, that's where the crotch gusset starts, is on the back. I've got ladder stitching on the outside. Okay, and like I said, this isn't really technically like wrong. I just was uh, 
not thinking through it completely, but check out, you know, crotch gusset, like kind of going across the bottom of your butt here. Okay. And I'm like really stretching this and all is well. I am using stretchy thread. You don't have to use this maxi lock stretchy thread. You can use the, the serger thread, normal serger thread. Part of the reason this stretches so nicely is the nature of the stitch. It's how the stitch is constructed. It's not just the fact that it's stretch thread. It's the fact that we're on a serger, which makes a stitch in a different way than a sewing machine. So it's not, it's not completely that I'm like relying on this stretchy thread. This stretchy thread, just to clarify, because I feel like we get this uh, question quite often when we bring up stretch thread, it's not elastic thread, it's stretch thread, okay? It's maxi lock stretch thread. So it's not the kind of, you know, people are like, oh, you put it in your bobbin and you shear fabric with it. That's elastic threads. That's a different product. Um, the stretch thread is just a thread that actually has some stretch to it. It is nylon and it will give a little more than your normal serger construction thread. And we are really, really liking it, okay? So, um, yeah, I think that's it for my two thread flat lock. Right now, like right after I get off of here, I'm just gonna take some pictures of the two thread flat lock and post them. And maybe I can redo a seam real quick um, and show you all what it looks like beforehand and then flatten it and what it looks like after so that you can see but it is kind of an interesting process it is very uh magical okay <laughs> it's very like well i was you know i had my fabric like this and now it's laying out flat and isn't that crazy so i did this on double brush poly i've done it on cotton spandex as well um the thinner the fabric, the flatter the seam, of course, like with anything. And then I also attached elastic to a leg hole using this. And it was okay. It is flat. Um, I don't know if I was like super duper in love with it, but I really do like it for the side seams of the underwear. I just feel like it's so flat, so nice, it's so comfortable. I don't have personally like any sort of like sensory issues where this bugs me like a whole lot. Uh, but if you do, if you do, or if you're sewing for a family member who does, that can be nice. Okay, well, I will see you all later. You, I hope you get something sewn today and have a fabulous uh, rest of the week. If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes.